0: Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. I prefer All Things Kenobi, but I suppose that's not the Jedi way. As long as it's not All Things Anakin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And this week, we're we're getting into it. <laughs> we have layers. <laughs> there's so many layers. It's the Reiko Hardine arc. It's four episodes, and it's there's a lot. There's a lot. It's a beast of an arc. And, like, I texted you. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's truly brilliant. There's a few things that they could have done without, but, you know. Yeah. Overall, what they went in and tried to accomplish, they accomplished by the end of the fourth episode in this arc. Yeah. I think. It was, it's,
1: I had forgotten
0: because
1: I hadn't watched it. It's not one I watch that often because it's a little bit depressing. It really is. Rewatching it really it like really blew my mind. I texted you. We almost texted each other at the same moment, because of course. Of course
0: we did. Of course.
1: <laughs> we were both watching it separately, and I was just like, this arc is crazy. It's fucking crazy, the places it they is. go. And the stuff that they do is it's so insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the plan that's devised, executed, all with the Jedi's knowledge, the deception involved... Yeah. I mean, literally, the first episode is called Deception, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> and I mean, okay, just lay it right out there. By the end of the. When the everything comes together, Palpatine's behind the entire thing, and that's just one of his many master plans that he executed yeah. just to get. Just to get Anakin riled up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's. Fuck.
1: What politician do you know who is this effective? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. The. Palpatine has so many schemes and the fact that most of them turn out exactly how he meant them to is just well that's
0: because he has friends on both sides which really helps Dooku's a part of it but Dooku Dooku is uh, Sidious's puppet and the Jedi are a part of this but they're Palpatine's puppet and really Mm -hmm. none the wiser and I find it very interesting, some of the things that comes out of Yoda's mouth, out of Mace Windu's mouth, and out of Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi's mouth Yes, throughout this entire arc. I mean, there's some revealing shit. They cross lines. (laughs) They do. And they know they do. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, well, it's for the good of whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The ends justify the means. Of course. That's how they always... Although Yoda is feeling less and less like that's a good idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so to lay it out for anyone who needs a refresher or who doesn't know, how does it even start? I mean, (laughs) how does this, it's a plan. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: the intro of the very first episode of the arc says that the Jedi became aware of a plan from some criminal mastermind, Moralo Ival, which is a great name, that he's going to kidnap the Chancellor. But they don't know exactly what this, when or where or how, and so they kind of are... They decide to put a Jedi undercover. That's, like, how it starts. Yeah. But then, like, where the episode starts is just some random Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka walking down the street, setting up the entire rest of the episode. But it's just, like, it starts, you get dropped into the middle yes. of it. Like, not knowing what's yeah. going on.
0: And then Obi-Wan puts himself, knowingly, in a position where he's shot in the shoulder. He falls off this building onto the ground and takes co- some kind of, um vital suppressant so that he appears dead mm-hmm. and fakes his own death mm-hmm. to ahsoka to anakin to all of the other jedi t- Satine was at the funeral they had a funeral i know and it was fake the entire thing was fake but only like a select few knew yoda mace windu i think that's it I right think those,
1: yeah the three with obi-wan yeah those are the only ones you right. knew and i'm sorry side note like first of all who invited Satine? Who who exactly. knew that they were close enough that she should come? And second of all, precisely, I want to see the conversation where she finds out he's not dead anymore. Yeah, we don't even get that. No,
0: I would like to see that. Like, I would be so angry. <laughs> I would bitch slap him across that beautiful face of his. If I mean, can, can you see Satine just like you know what? Like, I'm talking like a Scarlett O'Hara. Oh yeah, slap like you like take the glove off. <laughs> yes take the glove off take the one glove finger off. at a time slowly and then slap
1: yeah <laughs> that's what i'd do if i was the team oh my gosh
0: warranted
1: definitely warranted that was so shitty she's at the funeral
0: mm-hmm. weeping yeah and anakin is just furious as he should be
1: and there's that great moment in that scene where they do oh. a close-up on anakin and then oh. they do the little vader song in the background oh. vader's theme plays
0: i love moments like that <laughs> And he looks so good with his hood up. I mean, he is frightening. He is seething. When he lets it boil yes. and bubble up like that. Which is the point. That's half the point of this episode, basically, is to yeah. to get Anakin going. I mean, that's Palpatine's purpose behind all of this. A couple of weeks
1: ago, when we did our analysis of the cave scene in Empire Strikes Back, we asked people, like, what are some other things that you don't understand or would like explained out of Star Wars? And Kiara della Orto... Or however you say it, because I feel like I never say but, her name correctly. But she said she likes how we say her name. <laughs> so know. we so must be
0: doing something right. <laughs> hopefully we're getting
1: close. Uh she was saying that this arc was one that she loved. It was like one of her favorite Clone Wars arcs, but that she kind of like didn't understand it or like understand the motivation behind it all and like why was Palpatine like planning his own assassination attempt. And like the whole point is to test Anakin to yes. see if he's ready to become Sidious's apprentice. So he puts this plan in place, hoping that Obi-Wan going undercover and lying to Anakin would increase the divide between Anakin and the Jedi, which yes. he did
0: perfectly it absolutely did completely
1: yep. alienated Anakin and then the duel between Anakin and Dooku at the end oh. is is the moment where you can see the whole time Sidious is like smiling and like enjoying yeah, like, it yes yeah. every time Anakin gets very angry Sidious is like yes yes that's exactly what yes, I want it's going just yes. as
0: I planned yes yes <laughs>
1: But he's seeing if Anakin is strong enough to defeat Dooku, then it's time that Anakin becomes his apprentice. But because he doesn't succeed, Sidious knows it's not time yet. That was like the whole purpose of this arc. Which is
0: unbelievable.
1: Yeah. What a fucking plan to put in place for, for that to be
0: like... Your end result, but... And there were moments where Obi-Wan was visibly uncomfortable with the position that he'd been put in, and but he still did it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the Jedi in him. Yeah. They're all just trying to save Le- the Chancellor, right? They're just trying to save the Chancellor. Everything's always about the Chancellor.
1: But in the box, in my opinion, he kept showing showing himself. Right.
0: Only a Jedi Ex- could do it. Exactly. Some of that
1: shit. And that was the whole point of the box, Kiara was also asking that, like, why is there even the episode of the box? And the point was, Dooku was trying to weed out if a Jedi was undercover in his group. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't know it was going to be Obi-Wan, but they suspected there was going to be a Jedi in there. And so the box was to show, and Obi-Wan did. He showed compassion, he showed
0: leadership, and he was too proficient. And the sniping trial that occurred, only a Jedi could sense where the next... Where it was going to point. So, like, they have that second sense of anticipation. Yeah. And Obi-Wan is such a finely honed Jedi that, like, none of that was even a task for... He's mentally astute. He figured out the patterns of those... um, (laughs) Laser blocks that came (laughs) out of... Yeah, whatever that was. (laughs) Can I just say that Obi-Wan gets shaved? (laughs) 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 Let's start with the most shocking thing of all. Bald and beardless (laughs) Obi-Wan. He's bald and has no beard. Yeah, what is this? I'll tell you what it is. It's corky. Oh my God. That's what it is. It is. It is corky.
1: Definitely. And also, we were robbed of seeing him grow his hair back.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It just
1: reappears in the next episode he's in. He
0: really does look like a young Ewan McGregor without all that hair and the beard and stuff. Like it's Train spotting Ewan McGregor. Yes, train spotting. Exactly. It's like very similar.
1: I heard though that they used a different model because they said underneath the regular Obi-Wan's beard is not shaped like how he looked without a beard.
0: Yeah, he kind of resembled a clone. He had more of a clone look to him with a pointed nose. Yeah,
1: I can see that. Yeah, and some of the special features I saw that they had just removed the beard from the original model and they said it just looked too weird <laughs> so they yeah, had to like sense. rebuild his face so it looked more like ewan mcgregor but yeah i thought that was great um it's so funny you said that because that was definitely like one of my like
0: bullet points see? i knew <laughs> it's weird it's weird to see we like never see it and then we get to see it and, and he looks i don't know like 40 years younger it's strange <laughs> yeah it's so funny <sighs> Also, I just want to do like a shout out to James Arnold Taylor's talent. Exactly. Because it's insane. It, it's unreal that he voices Reiko Hardeen. Yeah. And Obi-Wan. And it sounds so vastly different.
1: And then there's like that scene, a couple of scenes where he is talking to the Jedi in
0: secret and he mixes mm-hmm. the two. He does. He has like the, the politeness yeah the the cultured accent not accent but the cultured speech Mm -hmm. of obi-wan but with the harshness of reiko Hardin's. i'm telling you these voice actors man it's crazy and then i I noticed his voice was one of the i think it was like the snake in the bar that was also i really love that snake i really love that snake it's so funny I love the tail that just hands the shot over. I, I mean, I, I would, I would accept a shot from a snake's tail. I would not. I would be terrified and run screaming from the. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, I completely retract that statement. But if it looked like a cartoon snake from Star Wars, yes, I might accept. That it. would be know. that would be different. <laughs> I just have a note here. That vocal emulator thing is gross. <laughs> it's terribly gross. The spider that he swallows, does it Does it have to have legs? Yeah. Like, Does it have to? Could it have been why like did they do that? less terrifying looking? Like, ew. Why is it always a spider leg thing? I, I can't. Yeah, no. I, that was disgusting. So that's how they changed his voice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When he said, what an odd sensation. It's like, ugh.
0: Obi-Wan is like super ruthless in this. And like,
1: he's too good at it. Right? So I just particularly think of the scene where Anakin and Ahsoka show up to arrest him and he's laying like quote drunk on the bed and Anakin like wants to kill him and it's a moment where Obi-Wan is seeing like how un-Jedi-like Anakin could be and then they drag him out of the room and he's laughing like drunk laughing. Yes. It's just like
0: so ruthless and heartless. He's too good at it. He's too good and and don't forget so they put him in jail for a time right cuz he's posing as this bounty hunter right and he he's getting mocked by a shark a yeah, man shark I don't, I don't know and he just takes takes a fork and just stabs the right in the hand so it's such Without a blinking great moment an eye. And the squeal that the shark had. Like, wah! Yeah. Wah! You know, he's, he's a big tough guy. I love it. But, I mean, Obi-Wan played the part insanely well.
1: Well, and then he says he enjoys playing the villain. Later on, he said, I'm yeah. starting to enjoy playing the villain. It's like,
0: you're a little good at it. Was that just cheeky? Or... Yeah. Was that him being cheeky? I hope so. Yeah, because if what I was, the hell? If I
1: was Yoda, I'd be like, hmm.
0: <laughs> Concerned. Yeah. 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 Let's... Let's talk about Yoda. What a fucking asshole comment he makes about Anakin. To Anakin. When Anakin's like, he he senses a connection with Obi-Wan and doesn't, he's doubted that Obi-Wan's truly dead the entire time. Mm -hmm. Something's not right. Right? And so he's so close to Obi-Wan. I think he calls him his best friend Mm -hmm. in this episode. Yeah. That his death, he didn't sense that connection was totally severed. So he's distrusting everything and he's still motivated on anger to find and kill the person who allegedly killed Mm obi-wan try and keep up here when he goes and finds out that obi-wan is actually not dead he approaches yoda and yoda's like well we couldn't tell you because you're unpredictable and angry and we and we don't like you it's essentially like what he says to him like now if you were if i was left out of a project at work and i felt like something's not right about this i'm usually included in stuff and I went and approached my boss and I said, hey, I was just curious. Um, it seems like I'm supposed to be in on this project, but I'm not. What's the reason? And my boss said to me, well, we don't trust you. You're t- hot-tempered and erratic. Sorry. I would be like, fuck you, I'm gone. Yeah. I mean, it's not wrong. Yoda's right. No, I'm not saying he's, no. <laughs> he's, Yoda's absolutely fucking correct.
1: Spot on. But, like, knowing that about Anakin, saying that to him is not going to make it better. No it's like the wrong way to approach a person who is erratic and emotional. And yeah. you see it throughout the entire episode. Anakin's emotions are getting in his way over Oh, absolutely. And over. Including, like, when he fights Obi-Wan, he's so emotional, Obi-Wan just bests him very quickly and, like, mm-hmm. puts him in a sleeper hold and knocks him unconscious. Because Obi-Wan is, like, freakishly too level and not, like bothered by things he's just kind of taking every situation as it comes which is like a little bit too compartmentalized to be normal but at the same Mm -hmm. time anakin is like so overly emotional that he can't like see the bigger picture he's just driven by the sense of like wanting revenge and it's so interesting because right as he's about to kill reiko hardeen in that fight he says this is for Mm -hmm. obi-wan and it's like not what
0: obi-wan would ever have wanted that's not it Revenge is not the way of the Jedi, yeah. right? And that—that that is exactly what was motivating him. And then Ahsoka plays an interesting part in all of this. She's kind of the balance. Yeah, she's trying just to keep up with Anakin, and, and she's surprised by his reaction, and yet not very surprised. She's seen it before, but like, oh my god, I think it's bothered. You know, yeah. how do I cool this? His jets here, but she's also very sad about Obi Wan being gone. But she's also not so attached that she can't let him be. Like, mm-hmm. she's very depressed at at, at the at the funeral but she's also like I I worry about my master Anakin, yeah. you know. Yeah. And she protects Anakin from Cad Bane. the bounty hunters yeah. and Rako Hardeen. I love that moment. Me too. She goes into protection mode, yeah. like an actual like mother. Yeah, like tigress, over her cub. tigress mama. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And but she doesn't attack, she doesn't do anything. She just protects Anakin while he's down and lets the bounty hunters go. Mhm. And so I think that she represents kind of the balance, which is very interesting because it's kind of a turn of time. she She's mature enough now. Yeah. Where usually it's Anakin trying to calm or dissuade Ahsoka from doing something that, you know, may not be a Jedi-like. But now she's the one kind of in the middle of this, even though she doesn't really know it. It's
1: so interesting, too, because just a few arcs previous were, it was the Zygerian arc, And there's that moment where Anakin's going to kill the slaver and Ahsoka goes, like, Master, like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And now he's doing the same stuff again, but she doesn't say anything. It just struck me over and over how she stands there. And, like, even in her face, she's not being like, what the hell's going on? She's just like, this is just how, this is what we're doing. This is how Anakin plays it, you know? And it's like, yes, it's interesting to see how she would be participating in that and absorbing it and how she turns out later in the
0: Mandalorian you know Oh absolutely she's not a jedi anymore but she's seen both sides mm-hmm. and knows what's right what isn't and how to handle things right when to use force when not to when to negotiate when not Mm -hmm. to it's 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 actually fun to see her mature
1: and going by like the ends justify the means is not always Mm -mm. the right way it destroys lives in the process to to Mm -hmm. do that so yeah she's such an interesting balance between the two of them but i i will say how interesting it was in that moment where obi-wan crashes crashes the ship and then fights with anakin how he like outsmarts both Anakin and Ahsoka at the same moment, yes. and it's it's I think more so that like yes he is a fucking badass, but also he knows yeah. them so well. Oh, he
0: knows he can anticipate their moves. Mm-hmm. He's with them constantly.
1: And there's that great moment where he and Anakin lock eyes on the ship, where Anakin's on the front yes. of the ship. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. That's a great moment. <laughs> Do you think they sense the connection? Because I that think moment they happens again Mm -hmm. not in this arc but it happens with like anakin and ahsoka multiple times in clone wars and then rebels yeah yeah i loved that moment there's so many things to talk about yeah i mean there's just like there's so many shocking moments
1: in the arc just like one after another like as small as him having to climb into that little escape pod with a dead body
0: yeah he wasn't about that no so I wouldn't get in that box. Well, they didn't know it was going to cremation anyway, but they got out in time. That's good. Well, but like the Rodians' tongue is like yeah. hanging. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's like, awful. Why those poor Rodians? Are, they always have their tongues are always out when I they know. die. It's you really those, it's there's sad. a few other Rodians that die, and it's like their tongues are out. It's, it's like, like uh. possums when they when they play dead, they stick their. To- oh no! <laughs> it's so. Funny. I didn't
1: think of that. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about let's talk about Cad Bane.
0: Yes, we have we have many appearances by Cad Bane. In one of his best yeah. appearances, I think. I just think he's not fooled from the very beginning. Like, no, he knows something's up, but he just can't put his finger on it. Yeah. He's too savvy of a bounty hunter. Yeah. And he's come into contact with Jedi before. Obi-Wan specifically. Yes. He was on to it. He what he didn't quite complete the the connection.
1: Well, like, Hardeen could just never... He never followed through, right? He could never no, kill... he never killed anyone. Kill anybody. No. He couldn't finish anybody off. And every time Cad Bane tried to do something, it wouldn't work. Obi-Wan just kept getting in the way. And, like, I think by doing all of that, he was trying to foil so many plans that it just made Cad Bane not trust him. Not because he didn't think yeah. he was trustworthy as a bounty hunter. He thought there was something really suspicious. <laughs> this guy was not who he yeah. was saying he was.
0: Yeah, was... It was definitely sus. Um, and he also mysteriously just came up with some credits to buy a ship. Right. Which bounty hunters don't have, like, access to that many credits on a whim. So if you can have access to credits like that, then why do you need a bounty hunter job? That's the thing that always, like, confused me. Yeah. These bounty hunters are doing this shit, trying to get to Palpatine and complete this job for money. <laughs> and here comes this yeah. supposed bounty hunter. He's like, I got, a, I got a few whatever credits to buy a new ship cad's like where the fuck did you get all this money like (laughs) you know like (laughs) it was a little too
1: republic like yeah the whole sequence on Nalhutta was strange to me like it's good i like it but it's kind of like all over the place at the same time
0: oh but did you see the guest appearance by uh sly snoodle i did (laughs) Did you? I did. I missed that before, but here she comes walking. She is in deep with those huts. I'm telling you, seriously, she's drunk walking with those other girls. Yeah, they were they were carrying her out. Like, <laughs> I said, oh, there's our girl. I there she is. <laughs> it was a it was a cute cameo. Yeah, I was
1: very happy to see her. She's adorable. <laughs> but like again, he gets taken by like the hut security guy and like they're gonna torture
0: him hanging him upside down like what the fuck yeah upside down kid show not a kid show yeah kid show kid show total kid show and he that part where
1: he like bangs the staff on the ground and then smashes the thing into the the dungeon keeper's face yes (laughs) yes
0: that was hot (laughs) i mean oh totally i mean here this episode this episode this whole arc especially the box episode, shows just how damn good Obi-Wan Kenobi is at everything. It is hot. Yeah. He outwits, he outsmarts, he outlasts, he outruns. Yeah. He's at his finest form. And he couldn't use the Force. So it was like really showing him as he was
1: without like the augmentation of the Force helping. Yeah. I'm sure he could use it on some level, but like he couldn't... Not uh, pushing,
0: foot fighting, yeah, nothing like that. Yeah,
1: so that like hand to hand combat with well, with so many people. Like remember when Boba comes up to him in prison and he just like manages that in ten seconds or less, and then yes, when he's fighting (laughs) Moralo Eval in the
0: box and it's just like yeah, that was no contest. When he's got he just this managing yes, Anakin too is just punching in the first. He literally (gasps) takes. One, two, three, four punches in the face to these people. And and one of them is Anakin. You're right. It's brutal. He played the part too well. Yeah. Like he could have been a cage fighter. (laughs) Disturbing. But hot. But think about it. Okay. This was his chance. Think of all the times this man has been punched in the face, had his face slapped, ground into the ground, slammed, thrown against walls, crates, you name it. This was his chance to get back. And he, <laughs> and he did. And he did. Get it, Obi Wan. Get
1: it. Well, and I noticed for you, I noticed Anakin got electrocuted at least
0: once or a no, thousand twice, times. At least twice. <laughs> Every episode or just twice in the arc? Because oh my the God. only way that you can suppress Anakin when he's on fire is with electricity. <laughs> <It's> so true. <laughs> oh, but can we talk about Anakin? Of course, please. I admire his spirit. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. When they get to Naboo and the plan is rounding out, okay? The ch- the, they're there for a really stupid reason, I think. <laughs> Some <laughs> festival of light that, like, the day that Naboo joined the Republic. Yeah, it's like, like a laser okay. show, a light laser yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> Although, did you happen to notice the lasers, the, what they showed? They showed a Florida Lee. And they showed the Republic symbol, which actually becomes, like, a version of the Empire symbol. So I thought that was foreshadowing. Yeah. But, so this is when Obi-Wan actually outs himself, because the plan crashes. Dooku almost succeeds, but it wasn't in Palpatine's plan for him to totally succeed. He wanted the Jedi to succeed so that Anakin could could go overboard and fight Dooku, right? Exactly. So I do enjoy the look that Anakin and Padme give each other. Oh, yeah. I love their little looks, you know? It's adorable. And then Ahsoka... The daughter they raised together (laughs) is, like, at your service, your majesty, you know, to to Padme. And it's actually really cute. It's
1: so cute. And, like, to see their relationship, like, Padme and and Ahsoka's relationship. But then it, of course, it made me think of something very sad. They're like, when does Ahsoka learn that Padme has died?
0: That's a good question. I don't know.
1: And, like, that must have been very heartbreaking. I mean, obviously, she's already lost everything by the end of Season 7. Yeah, but Padme was definitely, like, a
0: mother figure. Yeah. Definitely. They or were, a big sister. They maybe. were
1: close. They were very obviously yeah. close. And so that, yes. I just made myself very sad when I thought of it. Yeah, that is sad.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: All good. right, well, let's go back to th- I'm good at sad. You know me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Star Wars is good at sad.
1: Yes. Okay? They excel
0: at it. I I gotta say, it all culminates in the fight in that banquet room where Dooku is waiting for Anakin and Palpatine. The fake dinner. Anakin's supposed to be... Yeah. (laughs) Anakin's supposed to be escorting Palpatine out, and Palpatine walks him right into the trap that he set for him. And they duel, and Anakin is so recklessly angry. Yeah. You can really see just... Like, the power, the dark side power, I should say. Yeah. That comes out of him. Because he's not fighting with control, uh, with the grace that Jedi fight with. Yeah. He's not in defense mode. He's in complete attack mode. Yeah. Very aggressive. And, and, and when the chair... Duke. Okay. Did you happen to notice this? Dooku throws a chair at him. Mm-hmm. Dooku throws silverware at him. And I was getting visions of Vader throwing... Like HVAC pieces at Luke oh, yeah. in that carbonite room. Yeah. And he's throwing shit at Luke. Like so there's a parallel there, but that was a smart parallel. I didn't actually notice that. That's brilliant. I just like, if you got stuff laying around, you might as well throw it at a Jedi, yeah, right? I and mean, it like, throws them off their game. Yes. And Anakin double fists his lightsaber into that thing and just is like so teeth gritted, angry. And yeah. Palpatines looks like, hmm, this is going splendidly, yes. you know? Yes, and then later, when he's got him down on
1: the stairs, you know, he gets yes. Dooku back, and then he foregoes the lightsaber and tries to crush him with a, like, goes to choke him personally.
0: I was turned on and scared all at once. It's one of those moments I would love to have been Dooku, and at the same time, I would have been f- very frightened to be Dooku. I'm just, I'm just laying it out there, folks. You know how I am. Whoa. But yeah, he said, "Fuck this lightsaber! I'm gonna choke him." He was so angry. Yeah, and it's been... and he's got that metal hand. Well, that so makes it... Why not use it? Yeah, even better. It did stop a few forks earlier in the. <laughs> oh yeah, he takes a fork out of his arm. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, damn. And
1: this anger has been building over the four episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, and he's had no outlet. No, he didn't get to kill whoever killed Obi Wan because Obi Wan's alive. He c- he can't yell at the Jedi Council. And Palpatine's the only one feeding him any compliments. Yeah. You were the smartest one here. You were the one that saved me. If it wasn't for you, I don't know what I would have done. You know, he's given yeah. him all the things like, you, they, That sounds like the council doesn't trust you, but I trust you with my life. Like, yeah. Dropping all the little, the little seeds. Mm-hmm. All the things that Anakin wants, it's fucked up. It's brainwashing. Yeah. Gaslighting. Manipulation. Yeah.
1: It's... Perfectly
0: timed. And, and it, the the part
1: where Obi-Wan admits to Anakin that it was his idea to leave Anakin out yeah. is, like, one yeah. of the most painful moments. Crushing. Because that it's like, well, Palpatine's not wrong. Yeah. You know, like, everything he's... I know. All of the doubt that he's seeding in Anakin is not really lies. And that's why it's no. so easy for it to take root in Anakin. It, that was just, to me, it was just like, it's so heartbreaking that the person you think is your best friend would know your greatest weakness mm-hmm. and use mm-hmm. it yeah. against you to convince your enemy of something like that would break trust forever
0: oh yeah yes i would have to i it would take me a very long time to process that if i could process it at all yeah i mean i mean it's betrayal on a different level yeah a, a, a level that's deeper i it's think it's very personal and does anakin not say like how do you even know it's the truth yeah the whole truth that the Jedi Council is keeping from people. If it, they're keeping it from one, they could be keeping it from all. And yeah. and Obi-Wan has a moment of doubt. You can see it. Yeah. They
1: used it as a way to, like, have him resolve his open-ended arc. But I yeah. I wish they had brought it back into more of, like, Obi-Wan realizing it's not just about this story arc. It's about all of the Jedi that, like, maybe you're also being yeah. lied to. And you can kind of see that yes. in Revenge of the Sith when... He Mm -hmm. asks Anakin to spy on the Chancellor, and Anakin's like, why are you asking me to do this? And Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan says, the council's asking you. You can tell Obi-Wan is just kind of like, I I don't feel okay with it, but everybody's saying you have to do it, so you got to do it. I've picked my side, (laughs) kind of thing. Yes, yeah. It's very heartbreaking because you think that you have this personal connection and that that person would never betray you, and then they Mm -hmm. choose to betray you for the greater good. Yes. Yeah, that was... That was really disappointing to me.
0: It's what makes this episode more than just uh, Obi Wan posing as a bounty hunter in this grand scheme of the Jedi versus Dooku and you know his plot. Yeah, it 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 runs deeper because it it instills it brings to the, it really brings to the surface the problem that Anakin holds on to going into Revenge of the Sith yeah. and. With Ahsoka's leaving, not very long after this, Mm -hmm. just compounds on it even more. Yeah. It's so interesting, too, because each character, well, at least I'll
1: say Obi-Wan and Anakin, it shows their, I want to say duplicitousness, but it's not even that. It's more that, like, they have this double-sidedness, right? Where, like, Mm -hmm. they're showing Obi-Wan, like, in his prime. Mm -hmm. He is, like, achieving all this insane stuff throughout this episode while doing this terrible thing to his best friend. And Anakin is, he's trying to be a good Jedi, and like they won't let him. It's like everything is being pushed. You want him to succeed. You want him to and he can't because he's hitting this wall that the council is putting up. So it's like you can see both characters are both good and bad. Like Anakin gets in his own way with his anger and his Mm -hmm. emotion. I don't know. It's just it's very interesting to feel like you like these characters so much and it's hard to see them doing these
0: things that are really not good things. For both of them, absolutely, and it—it's good to have stuff like this in characters because a, nobody's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And here we have Obi Wan, who we de- we've described as a model Jedi, mm-hmm. you know, but he's done some shit, and we see it, yeah. Um, and it, it raises the question, you know, what is the Jedi Council doing? Like, right? It goes back to what they allow and what they don't, and when they allow it to work for them.
1: Mm -hmm. Because
0: some of the shit that Obi-Wan ends up doing in a bunch of these episodes, I mean, he's under the guise of somebody else, but he would never do it and they wouldn't allow him to act that way. Yeah, But it's okay because he's undercover and they're trying to do something for the Chancellor and it's always just, they just bend it a little bit whenever it's convenient for them and that troubles me too. Well, and like what happens
1: to the real Reiko Hardeen? Yeah. They like use him as a patsy and then like, Put him to sleep and then they never come back. Yeah. to It's like, did you ruin his life? Did you like set Probably. him free in some like far planet where he can build a new life from stuff? Like, what the fuck was that? Probably,
0: I don't know. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> right now, we have to deal with this. Like, and speaking of that, it makes me kind of wonder because at the very end, Cad Bane is
1: like so angry at Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. It made me wonder, like, it would be kind of cool if he shows up in the Kenobi series. Yeah, I could see that. Ooh, it would be a fan favorite, I think. He would definitely, like, have it out for Obi-Wan. That was, like, a very personal
0: fuck you. Yes. There's a lot of people that could come knocking on poor Obi-Wan's door. That yeah. reminds me. His codename, as he's oh. posing as Reiko Hardeen, yes. is Ben. Yeah, I know.
1: I, I wonder if they'll ever explain it in canon. I know there's, like, a reference to it in some book where he said it was like a personal thing between him and Satine but I believe that book is not canon
0: on this show (laughs) we like to think otherwise (laughs) we make our canon whatever we want it to be we're like the Jedi Council we pick and choose what we want to have at the time that is most convenient to us yes (laughs) it's our own little
1: sandbox we play in it is
0: (laughs) (laughs) Our question this week is, if you've seen this arc that we just talked about, do you think it was wrong for Obi-Wan to deceive Anakin like he did? And do you think it was wrong that the Jedi Council just did any of this? Like, did you think there was a problem with this? Or do you think there was a better manner that this could have been done?
1: Or are we way off the mark? Is this the only way this could have happened? Yeah. I'm sure there are... Arguments for the other side of things, but... Absolutely, and if you have them, let's hear them. Yeah, convince us, because I'd be interested to hear an opposing viewpoint. Next week, come cry with us. (laughs) 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 Get your box of tissues. (laughs) We are going to go through the massive list of all the terrible things that have ever happened to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes,
0: yes, yes. We're gonna start with *Phantom Menace*. Yeah, and we're gonna go through the original trilogy.
1: And I think we can get through them all in one episode, although we might—oh yeah we might
0: not be able to because there's so much shit. But some of them are very similar to one another. We could lump them into groups of like, this is when he was beaten to to a pulp, <laughs> and this is when he was, you know, left for there, left for dead. There, and there this, are so this, many this is, beaten to a pulp yes. moments. So, you know. Maybe we can group them as we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On last week's episode, we discussed Salacious B. Crumb, the one and only pet slash court jester of Jabba the Hutt. And we asked our listeners what they thought Salacious was saying to Jabba to make him laugh every single day. Our friends over at the Conversations podcast left an incredible response that has to be shared. They said... What could Salacious be saying? Hmm, maybe a limerick? There was once a Jedi from Tatooine who blew up the Death Star as a teen. He trained with a frog in a stinky old bog, and now the Rancor's going to strip his bones clean. Wow, I just, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) It's incredible. And yes, I asked, they did make that up all by themselves.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Plus, you can always find us over at mostthingskenobi.com.
1: So, until next time, MySpace Twin, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.